This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Let's turn our attention to the United States. Yep, several major headlines coming out of the country. President Joe Biden's nomination for the Supreme Court being one, and also looking at accusations of the United States sabotaging the Beijing Winter Olympics. Uh, plus Spotify removing all of Neil Young's music. We'll tell you why in just a bit. Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor McLarty Associates, is on the line with us right now. Steve, good morning. Good morning and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steve. Just completely unrelated. I was talking to a French friend of mine yesterday. I was trying to explain why it's so dramatic during Chinese New Year. Uh, you lived in Singapore for a number of years. Do, do you kind of get the, the drama behind Chinese New Year? Oh, yeah, we've been here 19 years. There you so go. We're fully bought it. So it's Asian Thanksgiving, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and asking for more money. And, what, and, with a, and with a dash of, of, of Christmas thrown in as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Let's it's, get to business. It's what we call roja. All yeah. sorts of things thrown together. Yes, indeed. Let's get down to business in spite of the fact that we're, I think, a lot of us fantasizing about uh, enjoying the Chinese New Year. We will. We will soon. Uh, but in the U.S., For one, uh, we are seeing this issue make headlines. President Joe Biden said that he plans to nominate a black woman to replace retiring U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. This would be a historic first that he called long overdue. And he says he intends to do this by the end of February. Let's talk about the significance of this, especially in regard to his nomination of a black woman. Who are the people on the shortlist as well? And how are Republicans responding? Well, what the Republicans are trying to set up is that they can block Joe Biden's nominee. And what they're saying is that uh, because the Senate is tied 50 to 50, that while the vice president has the authority to break the tie when it comes to legislation, she doesn't have the authority to break the tie when it comes to a Supreme Court nominee. So if the Republicans go that route, if they stay united and all 50 vote against whoever Joe Biden nominates, no matter how qualified she is, we are going to have a huge political fight uh, mm. in the United States. And Joe Biden has committed to nominating a black woman. He's got uh, quite a few that are being uh, discussed who would be very well qualified. So it'll be an interesting thing to, to watch develop politically and legislatively and uh, historically. Mm. Uh, Steve, China's foreign ministry and a newspaper apparently have accused the United States of planning to interfere with and sabotage the Beijing Winter Olympics by paying athletes from some countries to make half-hearted efforts in competition and to criticize China. I don't know how to react to this, but what can you tell us about these accusations? Well, I mean, if you look at what the United States has already done, they're already on the record saying that China has committed genocide in Xinjiang. The United States is on the record saying China has committed human rights violations in Hong Kong. So I think what you would see is if a athlete comes out and, and protests against China for any of those reasons or others, it would be better for China to blame the United States than to 
to take on an athlete whose motives would be much more difficult to question than, you know, than it's competing power of the United States. So, so I think there may be more politics behind this. I don't know what the U.S. would have to gain because they've already said what they've had to say. And I can't imagine an athlete is going to give up their one chance in four years to perform yeah. at their highest level. At the end of the day, though, to what extent would this really cast a pall over the games, considering the whole diplomatic boycott by some countries, including the U.S. as well? No, exactly. The U.S. has already boycotted diplomatically, as have yeah. the Canadians and the British and the Australians. I mean, look, this is something that would go against, you know, the narrative of what China wants. This is a couple things. One, China sh- says you should not discuss politics when it comes to the Olympics. It, it's supposed to be pure sport. You're not supposed to criticize China for its internal politics. That's for China to decide for itself. So, so China has set it up that this would become a much bigger deal than it would as if an athlete were protesting in some other country. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Here's an interesting one. Spotify has started to remove Neil Young's music. So basically last week, Neil Young and and a number of artists had called on Spotify to either do something about Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan was promoting several falsehoods about COVID-19 or remove their music. The thing is, Joe Rogan's got a $100 million multi-year exclusive deal with Spotify. So what happens is Neil Young's music gets removed. What are you making of this? Well, Neil Young's music was removed because he demanded it be yeah, removed. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and what, what businesses can't do anymore, and this is what Spotify is trying to do. Spotify is trying to say, look, we're, we're just a platform. We don't take any political positions. Mm. You know, we, we let people speak for themselves. And Neil Young says, that's nonsense, Spotify. You're a business. You have control over what's on your platform. You have somebody promoting uh, very, you know, policies against science when it comes to COVID and either it's Joe Rogan or it's me. And remember, Neil Young goes back to Woodstock. Neil Young was out there singing about, you know, Richard Nixon and the National Guard killing students at Kent State in 1970. So Neil Young's old school. And yeah. And But this is a trend that's going to come for every business everywhere, mm. that people are going to look at your values. And you just can't say, we don't have values, we're a business. It yeah. doesn't work anymore. Yeah, exactly. So many more people looking into whether or not you're running an ethical business, consumers included. Now, let's uh, turn our attention to Russia and the Ukraine. President Joe Biden said recently that he would consider personal sanctions on Vladimir Putin if Russia invades Ukraine. Uh, This is coming as Western leaders stepped up military preparations and, of course, made plans to shield Europe from a potential energy supply shock. How much of a political and economic impact would you say such sanctions would have on Russia, materially speaking? Well, and, and this is kind of the debate that's going on now is what would the sanctions be and when do you put them on? And, and Joe Biden has been saying, don't put the sanctions on before Putin invades, because then after he invades, you don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to show Putin that there is going to be a huge cost if he invades Ukraine and it's going to be sanctions against him. It's going to be sanctions against his friends. Uh, it's going to be sanctions against you know the, the country economically to try and put pressure on him politically, which probably would work uh, in in Russia given Putin's lock on the on the government. So that's the the one debate is when do you do these? How how strict you do these? And then you know you have Europe, which may not be united in in how tough to be against 
against Russia because, you know, Germany needs that natural gas and it's not replaceable right away. So that is that is why both sides have a lot to gain and a lot to lose. And we're still hopeful that there'll be some, I think you know, the whole world's hopeful there'll be some political settlement that, that, that but it's all up to one man. And that's what's ever in Putin's head. All right. Final question, uh, Steve. And this is on the back of confirmation that North Korea tested the Hwasong-12 mid-range ballistic missile yesterday. It hasn't tested such a missile since 2017 when it suspended testing its largest missile and its nuclear weapons. What I'm noticing about this is, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, this is, you know, the first test since Joe Biden took office. It's post-President Donald Trump. What does this say about the dynamics here? What could be going on? Well, I think it's, it's Kim Jong-un saying, hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got Putin, you've got China, you, 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 you've got COVID, you've got inflation in the economy, you've got a, a U.S. political system that's disintegrating, but I'm still here too. <laughs> so, you know, and, and look, North Korea is probably really just got to be devastated by covid and the sanctions and and it needs help and it needs them lifting a sanction so this is kim jong-un putting himself back into the headlines and and hopefully getting some from his point of view that he'll get some attention that he needs talk about putting yourself out there huh Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much, Steve, for that. Of course, uh, everyone's hoping that this will actually come to some good for the population of North Korea. Uh, Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor and McClarty Associate, speaking to us this morning. You take care, stay safe, and enjoy your Chinese New Year celebration, Steve. You too. Gongshi Chai. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.